Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Some of our most important natural resources are being over-harvested and overtaxed. As a result, Double Rainbow Biosciences launched Landkind to create sustainable versions of the world's most endangered supplements. To tell us more about this new class of precision-engineered supplements, I'm joined by Grant Smith, VP of Corporate Strategy and Chief Brand Officer of Landkind. Hi, Grant, and welcome to the NutraCast. Uh, thank you, Danielle. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. So before we jump in, Tell us about Double Rainbow and Landkind for those who may not know. Yeah, absolutely. So Double Rainbow, we're a biotech that's looking to harness some of the latest advances in the areas of genomics, metabolomics, and synthetic biology to pioneer the future of natural product manufacturing. And really our vision for that is we're really looking for ways to improve the health of both people and the planet. Specifically, we're using our two discovery platforms to try to create opportunities to do three things. We want to find sustainable ways to source critical pharmaceutical ingredients. We want to deliver rare or endangered plant compounds for consumer health. And then also we want to bioengineer novel agricultural solutions that can help to address some of the growing threats of global food insecurity. On the Landkind side, that's just one of the outgrowths from the technology that we have at Double Rainbow. Landkind is the way that we're looking to bring our novel science to market specific to consumer health. So it's our wellness division that's focused on delivering a new portfolio of sustainably engineered bioactive compounds to support human health and well-being. Okay, and so you've got your first product. It's called LK01. What is that? So LK01 is the world's first sustainably engineered non-GMO silidricide. Silidricide, if you haven't heard of it, is a bioactive compound traditionally found in the rhodiola plant. Um, And so the way that it works is that it activates pathways in the power centers of your cells so that you can naturally produce more energy, improve your stress response, or perform at your cognitive peak. It's been a part of traditional medicine cultures, or rhodiola has, I should say, for centuries now. And so what we saw was an opportunity to take this really potent natural compound and uh, bring it to market at a scale that was both sustainable and beneficial to the consumers. Okay, so it's a biosynthetic, but it's non-GMO. Can you kind of explain that for for those who aren't so savvy with those types of terms? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, this is a major issue when you get into the supplement space. And so one of the things that we're looking to do is to create nature-identical versions of these potent natural compounds. And so although we are using a biosynthetic approach in order to manufacture the product, we use rigorous standards in terms of our purity and consistency, and then validated it through NMR data on the back end to make sure that what we're giving you truly is silidricide at a purity that's 99.5% pure and able to be used in the same ways that you would use the same silidricide compound that's coming out of the plant itself. And what's that other 0.5% then? So those are metabolites that exist within the pathway. And so just like with the plant, not all of the various points along the pathway will have fully converted into silidricide. You see the same thing happening with the biosynthetic version as well. So you have a little bit of that left over in the end. But what you don't have is any of the fermentation media or any of the other things that go into it that would exist outside of the natural silidricide ecosystem. Okay, gotcha. So your first product is rhodiola. What made you choose that one? And how do you sort of decide on these different plants to focus on? So it's a great story because with Double Rainbow, our co-founder is Dr. Jinka Wang. So he is coming out of MIT and the Whitehead Institute. 
and he's a world-renowned plant biologist. His research focuses specifically on understanding the origin and evolution of plant specialized metabolism at the enzyme pathway and systems levels. And so as we were working with him and as he was taking a look at this during his research at Whitehead and MIT, he began to explore the utility of different compounds from across traditional medicine cultures. And he really started to focus in on rhodiola rosea and the powerful adaptogenic properties that it brings to the table. And as he continued to explore it, what he realized is that within this plant, you have silidricide, this metabolite, that's a bioactive compound comprising about 1% of the plant material. And so as he continued to look at it, he sees that there's all of this research, there's over 300 peer-reviewed studies that have linked silidricide that's been isolated from the plant material itself to a wide range of health benefits, everything from anti-aging to anti-fatigue to central nervous system activity. And as he continues to dig into this, he sees that really silidricide is a key driver of rhodiola's various benefits. But there's obviously a problem, which is namely that it's only produced in about 1% of the plant compound. So it's naturally being produced at extremely low levels. And then to further complicate it, you have rhodiola, which is an endangered plant anyway. And so when he looked into forming double rainbow and he really wanted to bring this idea forward of, you know, a sustainable way to reach nature's most potent bioactives, Solidricide really started to rise to the top as an opportunity for us to validate our technology and to bring a really meaningful product to market. All right. And so what has been the reaction so far? What do consumers think? Are they receptive to biosynthetics? So far, we've seen the market be very receptive. You know, I think with anything new, you know, there's always going to be questions and there's always going to be some who will doubt the technology. But as we continue to move forward with you know, post-launch, what we've seen is that we're encouraged by the consumer traffic that we're seeing, by the reviews that are starting to roll in around the product. And I think ultimately, consumers recognize that our relationship with medicinal plants needs to change. The growing use of traditional medicine and dietary supplements is just placing a massive demand on natural resources that's truly unsustainable. And we see these types of concerns across all industries right now. Sustainability is obviously a hot-button topic, no matter what industry you're referring to. And the fact is that our relationship with the natural world has been one-sided for far too long. But through biosynthesis and other responsible cultivation practices, we believe that we can start to change that dynamic and push for behaviors that are good for people and for the planet. And so far, like I said, we've seen consumers understand that and really start to appreciate what we're trying to do in that regard. Yeah. I mean, how do you communicate the science to them? We try to be as transparent as possible with the way that we're getting to the end product. You know, we obviously have two organizations in our parent company, which really houses most of our tech, Double Rainbow. And then we have the consumer side of it in Landkind. And I think between the two, uh, we're able to speak both to, you know, the technical industry audience in, in the biotech space and explore how Double Rainbow can be the strategic partner that's trying to you know, whether it's revolutionizing the way that pharmaceuticals are sourced or revolutionizing the way that you're getting your ingredients for various consumer products. Um, we're able to speak to how we're trying to play a role in that space. And then through Landkind, that's more of the consumer avenue of us going out and saying, you know, look, we want you to benefit from these various medicinal plants. We see the value. We respect all the research that you've done about every product that's going into your medicine cabinet. We just want to make sure that in the pursuit of your own benefit, of your own health, that you're not harming the ecosystems that you're trying to celebrate really through this use. Mm -hmm. So you alluded to it a little bit, but tell me a little bit more about the technology and the platforms behind this. 
So within Double Rainbow, we have two proprietary development platforms. Uh, the first one that I'll focus on is Harmony. It's our molecular biosynthesis platform, which is used to unlock the therapeutic potential of bioactive compounds from across all kingdoms of life. And so one of the key areas of strength for Harmony and the team that works on it is their ability to elucidate the biosynthetic pathways of rare or endangered compounds and then leverage our proprietary enzyme library to efficiently engineer them in cell factories. And so a big challenge with anything that's associated with biosynthesis is always you may be able to detect it. You may be able to understand where it's coming from and how to make it in small quantities. But then how do you take that pathway and really elevate it to the scale of industrial production? And that's what Harmony is intending to do, being able to work that full funnel of the scientific process behind it, whether you're talking about breaking down the genomic data associated with a plant or with another type of natural compound, or whether it's talking about metabolic engineering and really creating the, the most efficient host organism for producing that at a high scale, our team is able to work throughout that process in order to arrive at an industrial scale product that we're able to bring to market in a way that's accessible for consumers and ultimately beneficial for the health of all parties. Yeah, talk to me a little bit more about the role of sustainability and how that works into your process. So for us, what we're increasingly seeing is that there's a push across, like I said, all industries to be more eco-friendly in their operations. You know, whether it's talking about packaging or supply chain, you know, we see that companies are focused on this. But the one thing we continue to see is that we need to move the sustainability focus earlier into the process, that we need to not only focus on the downstream implications of, you know, how we're shipping something or how we're boxing something. But we also need to look at the fundamental sustainability of the product itself. And that's why we're so passionate about using synthetic biology to produce our compounds, because it creates opportunities to ensure that end-to-end -end sustainability by eliminating the need to disrupt the natural ecosystems of medicinal plants. So again, using our first product as an example, rhodiola is one of the oldest medicinal plants in existence and is increasingly a part of consumer wellness products due to its range of health benefits. We're seeing it in more and more of these popular brands. And yet all of that use comes at a cost. As early as 2012, the Scientific World Journal noted that rhodiola's status had moved to an endangered species. And then also in 2021, we started to see experts calling for changes to the global supply chain. And then as recently as just last week, we have the American Herbal Products Association opening up for comments on a new bill in order to try to change the way rhodiola is shipped on the international level. And so we're increasingly seeing attention paid to this product and to the delicate nature of the ecosystems that are being impacted by consumer use. And it's not just a one product issue. The European Red List says that now 31% of all European medicinal plants are considered to be in decline. And that's why we're so passionate about making sure that we're using our Harmony platform and that we're using our team's knowledge of these botanical constituents in order to make sure that we're following nature's blueprint and precision engineering these nature identical compounds that open them up for consumer use without threatening the future of these medicinal plants. Mm -hmm. Grant, can you talk to me a little bit more about this bill that APA brought up recently and is seeking comments for? So really what they're what they're exploring is whether or not there should be limitations on the, the moving of raw plant material from rhodiola. And it, it continues to be a greater and greater question because with rhodiola, you have a product that has a five to seven year growing cycle. 
it has these amazing bioactives in it, salidricide being one, but then of course you have rosevins and others. And their use, naturally people want to include them in products, but you have something that's grown in an Arctic environment that takes five to seven years to grow. So whether it's climate threats just to the Arctic environment overall, or whether or not it's the over-harvesting of the rhodiola itself, it's raising increasing questions about, are we doing right by these natural plant populations? And if we aren't, what are going to be the long-term implications of eliminating rhodiola from these ecosystems? So it sounds like a growing number of these plants are becoming endangered. Um, is that how you decide on which ones to biosynthesize? It's certainly a factor um, as we look at what is moving into an endangered status, as well as what just may be rare from the beginning. Um, so another great example of that is one of the programs that we're working on right now, which is related to cavalactones. So um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with cavalactones, but no, cavalactones are, oh, okay. So they're a family of natural compounds that come out of the kava plant. Specifically, they're usually derived out of the root system there. And so they're a very potent set of molecules that have been explored throughout a number of different research papers. Um, and again, like rhodiola have been used in traditional medicine cultures in the South Pacific dating back centuries. And yet it's grown in a very isolated environment in the South Pacific, it's very hard to get to. And in order to produce it and grow it at the right levels, you would have to severely threaten the long-term viability of those plant populations. And so kava is another kava is another example of a family of compounds that we're looking at. We've already been able to produce some of them. Um, we're continuing to grow our ability to produce um, all of the major six as well as beyond that. And you know, most excitingly, it's opened up opportunities to really start to delve into that potential. So one of the things that we actually just recently announced through Double Rainbow is that we're going to partner with a company called Kali Pharma. Um, and this partnership is unique in the sense that we're able to now take our biosynthetic cavalactones and pair them with the advanced drug delivery systems of Kali with the hopes of being able to address mental health or substance use disorders through this natural product that's long been on a list of targets, but hasn't really been feasible in order to bring to market as a pharmaceutical. Okay, so I was just going to ask, is it going to be a pharmaceutical or a natural product? So this is going to be on the pharma side of things. This would be on the pharma side of things, but that doesn't mean it's the only way that we can explore kava. And we continue to explore it across a range of applications, whether or not you're looking at specific kava lactones or perhaps new combinations uh, with other types of products that might create a consumer benefit. And so this is really the, the opportunity that we have through our technology is to continue to evaluate all of the potential of these natural products, again, but doing it in a way that's responsible and respectful of the natural ecosystems from which we're pulling them. Okay, so what other plants are you exploring? Are there any clues or any hints about any other ones that you're looking to biosynthesize? Well, I, I can't get too far into that, but we are, we do have a, a fairly large pipeline that we're working on right now um, across different compound families and different plant families. And certainly excited to get into a little more information around that at a later date. But again, we're continuing to really just look at it from diversifying the molecular scaffolds from which we operate. And then by doing that, the beauty of natural products is that often as we continue to evolve and we continue to develop our technology, many of these products exist uh, relative to each other. So by maybe pushing the fermentation one additional step or by changing one enzyme that's involved, 
we now open up and unlock new potential molecules. And we're continuing to learn more about that and learn more about how to efficiently do that every day through our Harmony platform. And so we're continuing to, to be excited about the potential, but no more molecule families I can specifically mention today. Okay. Uh, so much opportunity, so much potential there. Uh, what is next at Double Rainbow and Landkind? I know you mentioned your partnership, but are there any other announcements or updates? We do have a, a number of things coming. Again, nothing I can specifically get into today, but we do have some exciting things on the Landkind side from some new projects we have in the works with Solidricide that we're really excited about. And hopefully here in the coming months, we'll be able to, to announce those and and speak a little bit more to that. One thing I can comment on though, is that we do have our randomized controlled trial that's further exploring the benefits of solidricide on metabolism, athletic performance and recovery. That's currently underway. We're hoping to wrap up that study with our partner at the University of South Alabama in Q4, and then publish the results in a peer reviewed journal early next year. So we're really passionate about exploring the clinical profile of solidricide. And our goal is to continue to pursue additional studies uh, beyond that, that will also look at the cognitive performance and the stress response effects in humans. That all is very exciting. You will have to keep us up to date on that study that comes out early next year, just around the time of our Sports and Active Nutrition Summit in San Diego. Oh, absolutely. That would be great. So hopefully we'll have plenty to talk about. All right. Grant Smith, VP of Corporate Strategy and Chief Brand Officer of Landkind. Thank you so much for joining me here on the NutriCast and telling us all about LKO1, your new solidricide. Uh, thank you, Danielle. It was great to be here. If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutriCast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head to NutriIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutri-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.